talking about it once a month. So, you know, it's been stopping from very valuable. Feel like you believe Inside cast back on track. Hello, everybody, ladies and gentlemen. That uh, I don't know where you are right now. I don't know whether you are in Europe, Asia, Africa, Americas, or even know in Toronto. But I don't even I don't even know whether it is afternoon, morning, or evening or night. The time you're listening to this, but I know and I'm quite sure that you're gonna get out of this listening uh, a better person. You know, uh, I don't know what a profession is either, but I'm I'm quite sure that you're gonna become a better person after this. Um, you know, Insightcast is all about, uh, um, we, have a, we have a lot of experts. Yeah, it's about experts that we're getting here. Uh, I don't bring anyone uh, who is not bold enough to accomplish their goals, who doesn't have uh, the skills to accomplish what they've been doing. Uh, we've been talking to a lot of foreigners uh, um, from all over the world, from Russia, from the United States, from Canada, from Latin America, Caribbean, I don't know, Asia, a lot of a lot of nationalities. And today is not different, right? Um, I brought some somebody that I I had the chance to meet actually online in the last year. And uh, we've been interacting since, I guess, August or July, something about this. Um, and uh, I've been admiring her uh, her guts, you know, to lead and to get her tasks done. You know, she never fails at, at delivering a task. And for me, that's unique because it's something that an average person fails a lot. Yeah, uh, I see like I'm an entrepreneur. You guys know I have American Insight and bug a couple of endeavors. And I deal with a lot of people and I see that every single time happening. So when we have somebody with a clean sheet, like not a single mistake, <laughs> for me, that's marvelous. And I've never seen a single mistake when it comes to this delivery uh, capability uh, of this person. And this person that I'm bringing today, uh, she's American. Um, uh, she's, she's American, she, she lives in the United States. Uh, her name is Erin. And uh, she is the one when it comes to YLI. You know, you guys know this program a lot because I talk a lot about it. Young Leaders America's Initiative. She organizes every single detail. And uh, I got, gosh, like, makes me dizzy because everything is fuzzy. And uh, she gets to uh, put everything in the right and proper place uh, with the, the correct amount of information, knowledge, and so on. So. With no more further ado, I'd like to bring up here and uh, ask you to introduce yourself. Erin, please make yourself comfortable. Great. Thanks for that wonderful introduction, Tiago. And hey, everyone who's listening. Um, my name is Erin Patrick. As Tiago was saying, I work at a nonprofit based out of Washington, D.C. called IREX. And I work on a program called the Young Leaders of the Americas Initiative as a program officer. Um, and we have a team of about 10 people, um, uh, 10 people working on the program. And I specifically um, work with um, our alumni programming. Um, that's how I got connected with Tiago through um, the alumni advisory board um, that we run, um, as well as um, some of our, our partnerships um, that I work on um, through this program. We partner with U.S.-based companies um, across the United States, startups, small businesses, um, larger businesses, um, accelerators, um, who all come um, and participate in the program to help support um, to support the, the program participants who are um, a lot of entrepreneurs around Latin America, around the Caribbean, and even in Canada. So um, hopefully if, um, if you're listening here today and you're, you're, that describes you, if you're an entrepreneur in, in the Western Hemisphere region, you can um, learn something interesting about um, the program during this hour. All right. Thank you, Eri. Thank you for your participation your time here with us today. Um, and the first question, you know, as I said in the introduction, it's something that tricks everybody. And I know that you have the key towards this. 
uh, that is time management. You know, a lot of people, they need to wear many different hats and uh, I don't know, it's pretty hard to master time management, you know. From the time that you wake up to the time that you go to bed, you have tons of things to do, distractions, you know, family, friends, business, uh, companies, job, college, academics, whatever. You have to take care of yourself, read, go, work out, blah, blah, blah. So what is the key to master time management? Well, thanks for that question, Thiago. It's a really, it's a really big question. And I think I, um, you know, I definitely would say that I, I don't know that I could say I have the secret or the key to, to anything that I'm about to talk about, but just, um, some ideas that have worked for me. Um, so to give a little bit of context in the, the job that I am doing as, as a program manager or project manager, typically on you know, a small team, you're wearing a lot of hats and you have sort of a lot of different types of things that you're working on at the same time. So a few, um, a few points that I've found um, to be really helpful over the years is first um, being able to um, have some kind of have some kind of system for tracking your tasks and tracking your times that can move um, dynamically with the changing needs of your day. So for me, um, what that means is I, you know, I don't write everything down. I actually use an online spreadsheet to organize the, the tasks that I need to do and um, I know there, there are other tools out there that are even more sophisticated than a spreadsheet. Maybe like um, there's a tool called Asana that um, I've used and some of my colleagues like. And I think that um, thinking about sort of these, these online tools that allow you to, to really quickly um, create tasks, assign tasks, collaborate with other people in the case of a platform like Asana and move around deadlines and that kind of thing. Um, that's sort of a sort of a resource that um, I found to be helpful. Um, and then just in thinking about, um, you know, everyone's lives getting busier and busier, I think, especially in the past year, a lot of people have been dealing with more, even more to do, um, more on their plates than, than usual. I think for me, what I had to realize is that, um, you know, there's only so many things that we can prioritize and be successful at doing at once. And sometimes, you know, if I found that I was just trying to do too much, um, it got to a point where the best thing to do in some cases is just to kind of realize what you can say no to and what you can maybe, um, put off, say like, maybe that's a great idea. We definitely want to do that, but maybe not right now. And really thinking about um, always having your top priorities in mind and drawing boundaries around your time so that if, if people are asking you for something that doesn't fall in line with one of your top priorities, you're kind of comfortable saying, um, you know, maybe I don't have time for that right now, or, you know, can we, can we revisit this conversation in a month or something like that? Um, and I think that's something that's been really helpful in just giving yourself the permission to, to not have to say yes to everyone. Um, and then I think the last thing I'll say on that, and maybe this is something for something for people who are uh, like a not maybe a natural planner who's that's sort of the category I fall into, um, planning a lot of things, but sometimes, um, you know, if you're always looking ahead to the next thing, always planning, you can easily forget to give yourself a break, forget to give yourself some, you know, rest and just time to, to rejuvenate yourself and not burn out. And I think that's where um, we can even think about relying on time management to actually plan in time set aside to rest or do other things that um, energize you in other ways. Um, like Tiago was saying, even just, you know, for me, that's like cooking myself dinner or working out or 
you know, just watching a TV show or something um, and almost thinking of that as like something that you, you know, you're planning in the time for to make sure that you're not um, sort of running yourself um, to pushing yourself too hard um, in some of these moments where we have a lot going on. Yeah, perfectly. Uh, you said something about you don't write everything down and you have like a lot of things on the, on the spreadsheet. Um, we know that normally on a regular basis, there are two kinds of people, right? There is uh, that person, everything is in paper, you know, he or she writes everything down. There is that kind of person that every single thing is in an app and uh, that's way different. Um, do you think like uh, it is bad for one to, you know, um, not have everything in a cloud in an app or anything like this? Mm. And would you rather have you know, everything written down? Um, good question. I think I'm, a, I, you know, I say this, that I have this sort of to-do list on, on the computer, but I think in reality, I fall a little bit on both sides. Um, there are certain things that I find really convenient to um, use on an app or use, um, you know, on some kind of platform because I'm changing it all the time. And that makes it easier for me to change my plans if I need to pivot, if I need to adjust I can do it easily, but at the same time, I I definitely am a sort of paper and pen kind of person. I have sitting next to me on my desk right now. I have a couple different notebooks, um, notes and papers, and that kind of thing. And I think that um, you know, for a lot of people and myself included, just taking notes on paper can be helpful for making sure I'm remembering things um, better through my conversations and. Also, um, I think it's nice, especially if you have a workspace that's sort of permanent that you can come back to, um, which I know not everyone has, but um, if you have any kind of spot um, where you live where you can have notes that are sort of reminding you of what your top priorities are or even reminding you of um, important things you want to remember or encouraging notes, um, I think that's great to have written down on paper so you can have it in front of your face all the time and you can't really do that if you, you know, put those things in an app. So I would say um, I like to have a mix. All right. Sounds great. Balance, right? Uh, there are some people who are there are that are addicted to post-its, you know, there are post-its all yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, I have a couple of post-its here on my computer and one of them is um this is one of them is like work related. And then one of them is reminding me how much vacation time I have that I haven't taken. And so kind of encouraging me to go ahead and schedule some of that. So right. <laughs> it falls on both sides. Yeah. You said something about tools as well. I don't know if uh, uh, people are familiar as well. Uh, we have some very common tools like uh, Trello. Trello is a free open source that you can organize mm -hmm. everything in buckets. You have like a, I like that um, that uh, organization method that it's called Kanban. It's a Japanese one. Uh -huh. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, probably you guys in, in in the United States in in English you call Kanban something about this, but um, it, it's a Japanese word. Japanese word that means exactly this kind of organization stuff, organizing. Mm -hmm. And uh, you simply put in three columns, right? You have to-do list. Actually, have like a backlog. So there are actions that are come uh, that are gonna come to to reality in a I don't know near or far future. And then you have like the, your your to-do list, and then you have your doing list, and then you have your done list. Basically, mm -hmm. that's how uh, the box is organized and have cards, and it helps a lot. You know, can keep track of a progress progress of your tasks, even for personal life. And of course, in a team where the whole team doesn't need to come to you and ask every single time what your progress is. I think that counts a lot. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Do you use any kind of tools like this or no? Um, I, I pretty much just use, um, I use an Excel spreadsheet for myself and I use color coding a lot of the time. So I've had, if I have different projects, then I'll kind of color code them to a different type of color. And that way I can also see where I'm 
directing my time. If there's a certain type of thing that I, I realize I'm spending a lot of time on, sometimes I want to adjust that. Um, or sometimes I just need to track it to make sure that I'm billing my time correctly. In my case, with with the job that I work at, at sort of a mid-sized organization, um, we need that. Um, but, you know, um, Tiago, there was another sort of strategic um, time management point that I was that I was thinking of. And actually, it's um, it's a good timing for this conversation for me because I recently took a I recently took an online training through Florida International University that was all about, um, it was a leadership training, but they had a time management session. And something that I learned at that um, training that I took away was scheduling strategic planning time for yourself and even um, scheduling sort of open blocks for yourself on your calendar. Um, so I thought this was a great takeaway from the training for me because I think that um, sometimes with, you know, when we're busy working on projects or in a business or something like that, we are so busy doing, doing um, kind of firefighting, as they say, um, dealing with the urgent things. And um, then we realize, you know, maybe we don't always have the time to think about you know what we're going to do three months from now or how we what is our vision for something or or how do we want to strategize something and so actually just blocking off that time for yourself in advance um, is something that i started to do um and i think it's been been really helpful to make sure i kind of have enough of that quiet time where i don't have to be meeting with people or working on urgent deliverables and kind of thinking about like, okay, I'm starting this project in three months. What do I want that to look like? Um, and I think it's just been, it's been such a key takeaway for me that I just wanted to share it. Yeah. Your third point was about really like resting and uh, having break times because sometimes people are just, you know, uh, go oriented, you know, I need to fulfill that goal, deliver that task and blah, blah, blah. It is top living because they're just running around the clock. You know, that's not life. Uh, life is much more than that. You know, I, I always say that uh, every entrepreneur is an artist and you cannot be a, a creative artist if you don't have like doing nothing time, let's say time to do nothing. Um, mm -hmm. How do I define that? It's really like a, 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 there is a, a there is a Portuguese word called ocio. That's really to do nothing uh, mm -hmm. for for some period of time. And like, how do you do nothing? Yeah, because your mind is gonna come to think uh, and all the tasks that you have to deliver and blah blah blah. And then you have sparks and insights that's gonna really improve your life, improve your projects, improve I don't know your relationship with someone. It's way better mm -hmm. this way because your mind needs some uh, um, hygiene, let's say. We just uh, focused on on delivering, 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 doing, doing, doing. Mm -hmm. What about this this health, that, that this mental health that we don't take care of? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good point, and I think that you know, definitely coming from sort of, you know, I'm American working in a america you know us based organization we definitely you know i think that there are some stereotypes about americans being sort of workaholics and i think that there's you know there's a bit of truth to that for me in that um you know it can be easy to just be so caught up in needing to be productive and doing you know tasks all the time and actually feeling in times where, you know, we might want to take a break, actually feeling guilty for some reason for not being productive all the time. So I don't know if this is something that you've experienced, but I, I would love to hear if, if it's something that you share. But so I think that's something that for me, it's not that I've figured it out, but I'm still very much working on how to kind of um, give myself the permission with those moments where, um, 
where it's not necessarily that I'm being super productive, but actually the reason to do that is because having the creative, like exactly like you're saying, having the create the creative space or the open space can bring you to new ideas, maybe more creative ideas or new approaches that eventually you can incorporate into your work and it will actually make your work better by having those sort of open open spaces um, rather than just kind of keeping keeping your head down to the immediate task at hand all the time. Yeah, you just said, you just said something very important. Um, it's a, it's a cultural fact, let's say. Um, uh, actually, like we as Brazilians, we think a lot <laughs> like you Americans are this way. Well, workaholic, you know. Uh, but I've been noticing, uh, and then you can correct me if I'm wrong. I've been noticing that you guys, you Americans, you've been slowing down. Uh, not the productivity itself, uh, but the amount of time spending uh, at work or at tasks. Uh, there is a book, I forgot the name, it's like something like this, How to Work Four Hours a Week. Uh, I, I forgot, it's a very oh, the famous four, book. Oh, the four hour work week? Yeah, exactly, that's it, there you go. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's marvelous, you know. I, I was talking to, uh, to a friend of mine today about this, Uh, some people think that I'm workaholic and uh, they think like, oh, Tiago's Brazilian, but he's he's not an American inside. He's an American inside. <laughs> That's how people say. Inside your, inside your mind, you're an American. Yeah. I must confess, like before the pandemic, everything went crazy with me. Uh, like uh, I'm from Rio de Janeiro, right? Mm -hmm. Normally, Paulistas, the people from Sao Paulo, they are much more workaholic, much more uh, like... Uh, oriented than anywhere any any anybody in the country you know that's their nature that's their their culture you know we here in rio no we tend to i'm saying like i am from rio that's what i'm saying we tend to mm -hmm. live things for the last minute you know we are not much much like a planning person um but i see some people who don't like this kind of behavior and they simply don't do it like i like me i don't like this kind of behavior so i like to plan i like to to I have my goals for the day, for example, uh, right a second here, uh, right now, it's 7.30 p.m., right? I'm going to finish here mm -hmm. for you. I have two more tasks to deliver, uh, and I'm going to finish like 9, 9.30, and then I'm going to go to bed, and tomorrow I have more stuff to, to deliver and blah, blah, blah. But I had this kind of cutie problem, you know? I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm watching this series, but I shouldn't be doing this, you know? I have so many things to do. I have like three emails to answer. I have a procedure to write. I have two customers to to solve a problem that they 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 demanded. I have this tech problem because that is a bug. And like being the CEO, it's kind of crazy, you know. Yeah. But really, like it sounds like a lot. <laughs> and uh, but before the pandemic, I was this kind of guy. I must confess. Now I, I'm much more balanced. So I'm focused on productivity. I have the the, the, the mm -hmm. tasks for the day. I don't I don't invent. I don't come up with new task is just to fulfill oh i have like two more hours free uh, i'm not gonna watch a tv series that i'm watching no i'm gonna i'm gonna do it you know i'm gonna do that mm -hmm. tomorrow because i accomplished the goals for the day and i've already got results very pleasant results so i don't know if i if i answered your your question but mm -hmm. that would be like my example how i do it. this how brazilians do it that do deal with this and on, on a regular basis yeah it sounds like It sounds like you, you as a person might just be a bit of a, a bit of a natural planner. And, um, I would probably put myself in that category as well, but, um, I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're kind of learning through the pandemic to, to watch that TV show, you know, you just got to do it sometimes. And I think it's a, it's an interesting question to think about how the pandemic has affected time management or how it's affected like the way that we work. Um, and I'm thinking for myself, how, how, um, how it's kind of affected that for me. And I think it's definitely, it's definitely posed some challenges in a way because um, for me, the, um, my day used to be a little bit divided up in terms of um, me being in an office 
And now I've been working at home for over a year now, um, which, you know, we never knew. I remember it was March 2020, about a bit over a year ago. And actually um, our office was uh, went out for the weekend and it, we were going to do a, a test work day on Friday, test remote work day on a Friday. Um, I think that was March 17th. And then over that next weekend, we got an email that said, okay, we're not coming back. So the test, the test work day remote turned into a year. Um, and so then we were, <laughs> then we were here working um, remotely. And I think for me, um, something that came up was just because I could work all the time so easily in my house, I kind of stopped, you know, taking breaks to eat and, um, you know, you could work late more easily. And also, you know, if you're, if you're someone who used to work in an office, you probably spent some time walking around talk, chatting with your colleagues. Um, throughout the day, you know, sometimes work-related topics, sometimes not, and just kind of losing that social element of working with other people um, was something that, you know, all of that time went into to working more. So it's something that um, I guess was probably a, a, an adjustment or a bit of a negative change from from being someone who worked in an office to being someone who just worked at home all the time and having to um, make sure that I'm, you know, blocking time between meetings and actually going into my kitchen and eating some lunch um, before coming back to, to my computer. And I think that's another, that's another point that kind of goes along with blocking off time for yourself. You have to block off time for your own survival needs, like eating <laughs> and that kind of thing. You also told something that I that I, you also said something that I found pretty interesting, pretty useful. The first mentor of mine when I started endeavoring, he always said something. Tiago, saying no to people is also a blessing, you know, because I used to be that kind of person that, you know, I'm gonna do it, no worries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Count on me. I used to be this kind of person. <laughs> I was really uh, hurt myself with that. I don't know if you ever heard of the Eisenhower Matrix. Ever heard of this? No, I've never heard of that. What yeah, is it's, it? It's a very interesting tool that you know um, that you can uh, some sort of rank your um, your priorities, you know, mm -hmm. and then you can really tackle them down or delegate or postpone, put them off, or really ignore them. Then you know, understand that they're not relevant at all, um, and then you have like four quadrants, and then you 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 divide. Uh, all the tasks uh, along with this this uh, this matrix, and it helps yeah. a lot for you to understand and say, hey, yeah, I mean, I need to be the fire fighter here. If I don't put out the fire, you know, everything is gonna burn, and then I'm gonna have a lot of trouble. So this is extremely urgent. I need to get this done right mm -hmm. now, along with with the GTD methodology, getting get things done methodology. There's a book mm -hmm. about this that I always recommend. Uh, I learned from a friend of mine. And it helps out a lot, you know. But I would like to ask you something. Um, you, you said like uh, having some free time and you know resting time. What would be your hobbies? Like what what, what kind of activities do you like to put in this uh, part of a spreadsheet? Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Great question. What are what are my hobbies? So, for me, I think um, so. Something maybe not a lot of people. Um, in the the Wiley alumni community know about me. Um, I was um, vegan for three years. Um, so along with that came a lot of cooking because I just had to, you know, cook food for myself, cook vegan food for myself. So actually now, um, more recently, I've started to eat fish and eggs. So I can't really say that I'm vegan anymore. But um, I think a love of cooking came along with that. Um, so that's what I really like to try to, to, to block off time for myself. And then just also, um, I always like to challenge myself to do some kind of workout schedule um, and that kind of thing. And I'm, I'm lucky enough that I've um, been able to block off a little part of my house to be a little home gym. 
Um, and so that's where I kind of go to, to get my fitness in despite the, the pandemic and not being able to, to go to the gym, um, this whole time. Actually, um, I love, um, I ran, um, cross country. I don't know if it's a sport that they have everywhere, but basically in high school, I was a runner and I'd run 5k races. And so while I can't say that I would be a competitive or really very fast runner at all anymore, I still enjoy, you know, going on runs. And actually before the pandemic started, um, a colleague, um, a colleague of mine, she actually used to work on the Mandela Washington Fellowship, which maybe some of your listeners know if they're based in Sub-Saharan Africa. We were um, training to run a half marathon together, but then the um, pandemic happened and the half marathon was canceled. And I then stayed inside a you know small apartment for a few months and kind of lost all of the progress that I'd made on on the training. So that's out the window. Um, but oh, those wait, are wait. sort of sort of the the things that I would put on my to do list. And it's really, I mean, they're hobbies, but it's good to be you know feeding yourself and working out to to take care of yourself. Yeah, are you into are you into reading? I do. I used to be when I was a kid a big bookworm, and I really loved like sort of fantasy novels with a with a woman protagonist. But um, I find I find that since I've gone to university and had to read so much, you know, for school, you have to read so much. It kind of killed. It kind of killed my love of joy reading a bit, and I still find that I'm, I haven't gotten it all the way back. So there was a point in the pandemic when I actually joined a a book club, and I was getting um, like reading a new book each month, and that was great. Um, but I have to say, at this point, I don't think that I read as much as much as I should, and I'm always more likely to read something if it's a. Um, an article or something shorter, but I do like to listen to podcasts. All right, sounds great. Tuning in, psychas, gonna like it. Um, uh, I know that you know you manage uh, a very difficult, uh, um, what can I say, task that you have like many different people. There's many people different. They live in many different countries, and there's many different countries. They have many different time zones. Um, mm. Like here in the Americas, I guess you have, uh, uh, I think it's seven, 7.41 here in Brazil, in Rio. Let's say like Brazil. Brazil have four different time zones. I think okay. that is a place now that is six, actually three. That is six, another that is uh, 5.41. So this is just in Brazil. How, how it is to manage tasks that you go through extremely different hard uh, timelines in many different countries how is it yeah i think it's you know it's definitely something where you pick up a few best practices along the way um i think that what what can be difficult with the uh, the many different time zones and it's true in this this um latin program with latin america and the caribbean but i also used to work on a program that was global So it was every single, you know, most countries in the world and every single um, continent except Antarctica. And um, I think that the, the best thing that you can do is try to find normally with whatever time zones you're working with, you can try to find like your happy window of time where most people It's a reasonable time for most people, maybe a little weird for some people, a little early, a little later, but at least it's not, you know, 4 a.m. 4 a.m. is never a time when you want to be asking anyone to do anything. So try to find, you know, the happiest possible window of time and then just trying to schedule things, you know, when you need to meet with people during during that window. Um, but I think what it's it's always confusing just trying to coordinate times with people and um especially you know something that's come up recently is the us will go through our daylight savings time and then 
you know, we're an hour ahead or an hour behind, but other countries haven't necessarily. So, um, you know, oftentimes we think like, okay, Tiago, between you and I, it's about an hour time difference. And in my head, I might think, okay, it's always an hour, but actually at different times of the year, it might be two hours or maybe who knows, maybe it's the same time. So I think that, um, there are a few, there are a few things that we can do where people can, you know, always encourage people to check the time zone for themselves. Um, when you're trying to, to set meetings, but, um, something, something that's kind of cool is, um, if you're ever doing like a doodle poll with people, um, some of these software now just always allows people to look at the time in their own time zone. Um, and that, and that's really helpful, um, when people can just check the time in their own time zone and, um, actually got a, a great tip came out of, um, this alumni advisory board that um, Tiago and I both um, participate in, um, one of our, our peers there said, you can also save on your phone, if you have an iPhone, you can save clocks of these different cities. And that way you can just always check your clocks on your phone and make sure that everything is how you thought. Um, and, you know, hopefully it works out, but sometimes it doesn't. And that's, you know, that's fine. People mix up the time zones all the time. I see Tiago showing me, people listening won't be able to hear, but Tiago's showing me his, his clocks that he's got saved on his phone. Yeah. We so got doing here. that's great. <laughs> but we got like, uh, Cecil was part of the, of the fellowship host in San Diego. Like I always talk to them, you know, we sell exchange programs. So I always have the San Diego time zone right here that uh, uh, I need to check and see, hey, can I talk to Nick? That's the owner and uh, check if there is availability for a class or whatever. Mm -hmm. I also have Boston because a friend of mine uh, that we did business in the past together, uh, like he lives there once in a while we talk. Uh, I have Seoul because in 2018, I went to Hong Kong. I also have Hong Kong here. And I did business with a South Korean. And uh, like this is, the most uh, uh, difficult one because she always answers my email like now uh, that's uh -huh. I'm, I'm stopping and slowing down so it's it's like a 12 hour window that <laughs> we have an answer to each other mm -hmm. I also have new data here that we have a couple of uh, developers tech developers mm -hmm. they're based there Moscow we had a, a, a service there going on and Lisbon it was a project that we stopped, but wow. that was something that I found. <laughs> I mean, I think that's just, it's just goes to show that I think it's more and more common, more and more businesses, entrepreneurs, organizations, whatever it is, where it's a global workforce and people are needing to collaborate across the world and across time zones as a pretty common part of work life now. And I think just, in terms of planning for that and thinking about the time that's needed to go into that, trying to think about um, making sure you you plan enough time into your schedules, into your projects to, re to allow for delays and responses and allow for, you know, say maybe you have an important meeting, but you need to do it live and someone doesn't have a good connection and they're not able to connect. Um, if you can plan, you know, have backup time or buffer time in your project schedules so that if you need to push something back, that you're now, you know, you're not in a critical um, issue with your with your project where you're way behind schedule because you you plan for an advance and just thinking about, you know, what kind of problems and communication might come up in this global collaboration. And I think um you know, sometimes we have no choice and we have to work on a really tight timeline, but if you're able to plan for those possibilities or those delays from the beginning, it will end up a lot less stressful when things happen unexpectedly because you kind of already came up with a contingency plan in advance. Some sort of risk assessment. 
right? Yes. Like we're talking about going global, about being global. And uh, there is a topic that you have uh, a lot of knowledge on it, that you do make, that is exchange programs. And some, sometimes people have like a lot of questions on why should I do that? So the question is, how can an exchange program improve somebody who is listens lives, less life, mm -hmm. sorry, uh, if they apply mm -hmm. or if they do, I don't know. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, well, first I would just spoiler alert to anyone who's listening. If you're thinking of applying to an exchange program, I definitely encourage you to, to just do it. You should definitely apply. And I think, um, you know, there, there are a few reasons for that. Um, exchange programs can be really transformative and life-changing for a few different reasons, both personal and professional. So, you know, the first is, if you're someone who's you know looking to expand your networks it's a great way to meet people from other countries um and that's people who you know maybe in in my case i run a program where uh, entrepreneurs from latin america and the caribbean come to the us so for the the wiley fellows as we call them um they have a chance to meet businesses, new, potential new mentors and networks in the U.S. Um, and you never know where that could lead you in terms of expanding your business or even just accessing new knowledge or new networks that you wouldn't necessarily have had um, had you stayed in, in your city, in your country. Um, but then also, I think there's a, an element of being able to connect with the other participants in the program who are also, you know, skilled and experienced professionals in, in their fields. And I've seen so many, so many fellows who have gone through these programs end up collaborating with each other. Sometimes they do projects together, they launch things together. And, um, you know, I think it, it's important to also just talk about the, the personal impact that exchanges can have on people's lives. So just the, the lifelong friends that so often come from these kinds of programs. Um, I think uh, we had we had a virtual workshop um, for the program that I work on Wiley um, last week. And something that someone said really stuck with me. What they said was that um, after going through the program, um, as an alumni, now they can pretty much go almost anywhere in Latin America or the Caribbean and they'll know someone. Um, they'll know someone who's a local and that can help just, you know, if they're just traveling and they just want to have a friendly face, but also if they're thinking about, you know, like I want to expand my business from Brazil to Honduras, let me go talk to, you know, my friend Adriana who lives in Honduras and she can tell, she can give me the local insight, um, and in the in entrepreneurial ecosystem, um, in the businesses here, um, from participating in the same program together. So, um, it's, it's both a benefit for, you know, both personal and professional and both for maybe the country that you're going to, if you're going on an exchange, but also just meeting other people who are also going to that same country with you. Um, so there's a lot that you, there's a lot that you can get out of it. And, um, you know, it's, it's so different for everyone. Everyone's experience is so different on these kinds of programs. And it's always what, what you make of it. Um, you know, these kinds of programs, it's all about people and what you bring to the program as a person in terms of your attitude. You know, are you having an open mind to learn new things or are you kind of close-minded into what you want to learn and, and who you want to meet? That can really make all the difference. So that's another piece of advice I would give anyone who, if you are interested in an exchange to really encourage you to go in with a very open mind and um, no judgment about who you're meeting or what might come of it. And also even keeping, you know, not always going into conversations with, with expectations because then you might miss uh, an opportunity that was outside of your expectations. 
Um, so just really, really keeping open to that. And then you just never know, you know, where that will take you. I could say a lot about that as well, because uh, I was part of the 2016 wildlife um, cohort. And uh, I used to say that if I, if I felt like going, if I felt like backpacking from Uruguay up to Canada, <laughs> I would be able to do it at no cost at all. Wow. Because, yeah, really, definitely. Um, uh, of course, transportation would have to pay, but really like housing, Uh, I remember a friend of mine, Cristobal, we recorded an episode here from Chile. Mm -hmm. uh, I went to Chile back in 2019, like we met, we had dinner, you know, and then he came back here to, uh, uh, in Rio and we talked to and we had like very good relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, we had like very good ties with people from all over uh, the Americas and that's awesome, something that I love about have an exchange program because not just about the knowledge for the business itself, but also about culture. Uh, mm -hmm. Like you understand there, there is a culture, there is a culture that people like to dance more. There is a culture that people don't like to dance at all. You like to stand still and that's part of their nature, you know, that's awesome. Something that you learn and you become a better person because of that knowledge. That is true. I think I've learned through working on this program that I need to work on getting better rhythm because I'm not the best dancer. But luckily, I haven't had I haven't had to have my dancing put to the test yet because we've been doing this virtual program this whole time. But I know that as soon as things hopefully return to normal and we'll do in-person programming, there's some dancing coming my way and I need to be prepared. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> By the way, we talked about wildlife. Um, uh, I've already talked a lot about wildlife, but you recognize it. Uh, how do you see changing somebody's life? Is like why? Uh, what are the gains that one can get strictly straight from wildlife? Mm -hmm. So, what are things that someone could get only from wildlife? Yep. That is a great question. You know, I don't know all the exchange programs out there, but um, I do know programs like this. And I think that there's, there's something really special about being, being in a program that it's all for, it's all for people who are from, you know, one region And they really have, you know, there are many differences across the region, but there are also just some similarities and some connection and some camaraderie that comes out of it. And um, I think something that's really special about Wiley too is almost every single person that participates, it's not that they only care about their businesses, but it's also about, um, you know, the entrepreneurs who come onto the program really care about giving back to their communities, to society, their countries, you know, um, their, their regions. And so it's, it's really a community of change makers in a way. So yes, you can come participate and learn how to grow your own business, but you're also going to come away with this group of people who maybe share some some values that can lift you up when you're going through tough times. And I think what I've learned supporting entrepreneurs and change makers for, you know, about five years now is that it's very difficult to go on sometimes. And like, sometimes people might feel like, you know, you're ready to quit, or as we say in the U S to throw in the towel. And, um, It's, you know, the one thing that I can, you know, kind of guarantee to people who come and participate in Wiley is that they're going to come away with a supportive community who will be there to pick you up emotionally and put you back together and just sympathize with you when you're going through those really hard moments. Um, and I think that's something, you know, I've heard a lot of, a lot of people kind of giving talks to entrepreneurs who say to like, you know, you need to find your community who can support you. And I think 
that's what I hope that Wiley can be for a lot of the fellows and alumni is like it can be the community that you go to, the first group of people that you go to when you need that kind of support. So I think that, you know, for some for some types of entrepreneurs, I think that's something that maybe they'll be able to get from Wiley over anywhere else. Sounds great. Unique. Uh, I could say that as well. So, Ari, we are brunch to the end right now, and uh, I don't know if we ran over something that we missed. I'd like to give you the freedom to talk anything that you feel like do, feel like talking. You know, something uh, message like to 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 send to our listeners. Make yourself comfortable. Sure. Well, I mean, first, I just want to thank you, Tiago, for. Um, inviting me on the on your podcast uh, today. This is my first time participating in a podcast, so I hope so I hope it Great. turns out okay. <laughs> but um but yeah, I think that it just, you know, in terms of managing a project and managing time, I think it's all about finding what works for you, coming up with a system and making sure that you are really comfortable and stick to your system, but just knowing that what works for you might be different than what works for someone else and um, just trusting yourself to do what's best for you and um, just giving yourself like we talked about that that space to to step away when you need to and drawing those boundaries um, and and feeling really really comfortable in knowing that your your free space, your creative space is going to feed back into your work and make your work better. Um, so I think that's that's where I'll leave it. And if you're an entrepreneur who's 25 to 35 years old and you live in Latin America or the Caribbean, you should also <laughs> visit um, Google search YLI Fellowship, YLAI Fellowship and and find out more. And um, happy to to have anyone um, reach out to to our program if you have questions and are interested in participating. All right, Erin Patrick, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much, Erin. It was an honor to have you here. I know we have very busy and tight schedules, but uh, we made it. So congratulations! Um, and really, uh, it was awesome. Uh, I, I'm quite sure everybody's gonna. Have a good time and become better people, as we said here in the beginning. Thank you very much. Have a great uh, night, I guess. Almost night. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Tiago. It was a pleasure. Take care. We're talking about it once a month. So. Very valuable. Feel like you're